about a year ago, I had a genius idea of making a podcast devoted to DC's Legends of Tomorrow. And I invited all of my friends. And for a while, it was great. And then they all disappeared, much like Bell's hairline. So I tasked him with making a new show with professional hosts. After many rejections from the likes of Chris Softwick, Adam Corona, and David Hasselhoff, he picked the only two guys who would work for free. Now, they podcast weekly. They're not qualified. They're not professional. But they, but what they are is... Straight out of the timeline and right into your ears. I'm Bell. I'm Kyle. I'm Will. And I'm Bo. And this is Legends TV Talk. Seriously, who writes this stuff? They sound like a chucklehead. <laughs> Nailed it! <laughs> And, and that, that one actually worked. Like the, the music ran right to the end. <laughs> it's almost like Bo knows what he's doing. This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Not wow. my first rodeo, guys. Not my first rodeo. Yeah. Well, it's it, almost it, like I freaking started this show. But let's not talk about that because everybody hates what I did. You guys have been awesome. <laughs> I am much, we, well, much was... like the first season of Legends. What I did with the show was terrible. But now we're in the second season, and you guys are killing. Yeah. Well, if, if you didn't already realize we have a special guest this week and it is none other than mr Me? Bo from oh. flash tv Talk. oh thank you thank you wow yes. wow what a great audience thank you very I much i don't have an applause yeah. sound effect but i wish i did well we could play the camp. i'm assuming that the oh, listeners good. are actively applauding at the sound of my voice except oh, for yeah. those that have only ever listened to the first season of legends tv talk in which case I'm like <laughs> that guy again no no yeah. please <laughs> shut it down <laughs> But yes, yeah, so uh, it's much, much, like you said, much like uh, you know the, the first season of the show, there's, there's been changes now on the second season. Uh, it, it, both the second season of Legends is better, and the second season of Legends TV Talk infinitely is better, better. Yes. infinitely better. And uh, we're here to basically talk crap about you, Mister Bo. What? And all what? of your negativity. Welcome to your roast. Yes. Oh. Welcome, welcome to your roast. Uh, <laughs> oh, let's never do that, please. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, oh, uh, you know so, we're off the air six weeks before you are, Bo. That is true. <laughs> that might have true. to happen. <laughs> we may have to may have to to, to make something happen there. Uh, but yeah, so it's good to have you on the show. I know you're you're a naysayer of some legends, but uh, hopefully you've seen some some things this season to maybe at least less sour your opinion of the show. Mm. We shall that was see. Very political, Bo, Bo Bell. That was good. Well, you know, I, I, I'm a professional, right? Quote, unquote. Yes, very. Uh, <laughs> this is what I hear. This is yes. what I hear. <laughs> Will, Kyle, how are you guys doing tonight? Fantastic. Nice. It's good. I am doing wonderful. I couldn't be any better if there were eight of me and they were all thin. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a lot of you about. I mean, what, what are you going to do with eight my, of you? My parents got busy. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Let's cloners? Were they from wow. the This is heading in a really weird direction. Is this what happens now? Yes. Welcome to Legends TV Talk. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is pre-show banter. This is pre-stuff banter, except for you know it's it's more banterous than okay. I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And it's kind of it's kind of like talking to your trailer cousin. You know, like the cousin who lives in a trailer. It's kind of just the way we roll. What are you saying about people who listen to trailers? There are people, I mean, people who live in trailers. There are people listening to this podcast right now in the comfort of their own trailer home, and they are glaring at you, sir. If they're people who are listening to this podcast and they live in a trailer, they're not the people we're talking about. <laughs> no, no. Those are the intelligent now, people. See, I'm that's the way the to qualify ones. your statement, Bell. <laughs> well done. See, he's much more professional than me. Oh, I have trained you right, son. That's that's. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, because that insinuates so 
I mean, to listen to this podcast, you have to have a computer. And so you are. <laughs> you're, now, you're, what are you saying about people? Yeah. Are... <laughs> now you're going to push yeah, it. I, I had to flip the script. I had to, you know, return to form. Oh, anyway. So that's. <laughs> So I think that's enough a little uh, pre-show banter there. I think now <laughs> it is time for a history lesson. And... and now, gentle listener, it is time for a history lesson on Legends TV Talk. Thank you, Bavaldi. Season two. My pleasure. Episode... <laughs> okay, so you're now Bavaldi as well. That's excellent. Uh, you seem to have been a time traveler as well. Anyway, so uh, season two, episode sixteen, Doom World, directed by Marze Almas, written by one of our favorites here, Ray Utarnichit, and Sarah it. Hernandez. Uh, Will, why don't you tell us what happened this episode? After obtaining the Spear of Destiny, the Legion of Doom rewrites reality, leaving the legends changed, perhaps forever. Frightfully, the legends and the world's hopes rest with Rory, but being the hero is not easy for him. Meanwhile, there is tension within the Legion of Doom, and the reason why the Spear of Destiny needs to be destroyed is revealed. See, Bo, we need that on Flash TV Talk. Uh, Bell, we have that on Flash TV Talk. You don't <laughs> listen to the post-production, my friend. <laughs> I, I I can't listen to myself. I sound weird. We'll see that plays over <laughs> us going the da da da. It's 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 quite classic. It does. <laughs> oh yes. Well, thanks I'm to our, our lovely producer Mike. If uh, you're listening, <laughs> Mike, we, we love you. Yes. Thank you, Mike. Uh, so Good yeah, job, Mike. This was a fun episode. I I, I really enjoyed it. It was uh, really interesting to see the Legion of Doom, uh, primarily Eobard, sort of shape the universe to hit, or I guess maybe not the universe as we'll talk about later, but uh, shape. Reality as it stands in 2017 to his will, uh, not our will, because <laughs> yes, thank you. Hi, uh, <laughs> but but to Eobard's wah, wah, wah. Wait, where's that sound effect? Yeah, do we have one of those? <laughs> I, I I can only have eight, and but yes, I, we I'll have work a rim on shot, it. right? We have a rim shot. Of course, we have a rim shot. I don't okay. know that that's a rim shot situation right there. I don't think well, so. Yeah, I was waiting for the right moment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this was an interesting episode. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting to talk about because I'm pretty sure next week during the season finale, none of the stuff that happened this episode is going to matter. Uh, <gasps> but I mean, let's let's just get into it anyway. Uh, episode starts off: the Legion have rewritten history. Uh, Damian Dark is mayor of Star City. Malcolm Merlin has his wife and Tommy back, and his hand he can clap, as Eobard says. <laughs> uh, and Captain Cold and Heatwave are now running central city they basically own the police uh and the legends have no idea who they are they're scattered throughout conveniently the cities that were affected uh <laughs> which, which was only two which was only two that we've seen uh and 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 that's kind of where we start off so uh we see at the at the you know the, the first image of of our legends that maybe something is is going to uh everything's starting to start to get back to normal uh, we see uh, our good old buddy Nate bust into Star Labs, which I figured Eobard might have changed Star Labs a little bit. He did. Did you not notice? I no, mean, he it, didn't change Star Labs. He made a new facility, but I noticed it. Uh, he, I mean, he fixed. Yeah. He fixed the roof. He yeah, actually he, he fixed did. the roof. Yes, he <laughs> did. Why well, can't now? Now this reality needs to be the right one. I know, right? Oh, <laughs> 
I was kind of thinking for a second that what he was going to do is make Star Labs into the Legion of Doom uh, building. Into the Hall of Doom? The Hall of Doom. Yeah. No, he had it, though. I know, Did they you had miss it. that? No, no, I saw oh. it. I saw it. I thought that's what – because I saw it in the uh, episode preview, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, I wonder if Eobard turned the Hall of Doom or, or turned Star Labs into the Hall of Doom. In a way, he kind of did, right? Because my assumption was that that was actually where the Hall of Justice used to be that we got during the big crossover. And so they replaced that with, you know, the uh, the, the Darth Vader helmet. That would have been perfect yes. for them to use it again, but they didn't. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, because I thought that the Hall of Justice had, like, fountains and stuff around it. They, well, that's they, they, they bulldozed it over and everything. You're right. It, it probably is a different location altogether. But I, 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 in my mind, in my head canon, I kind of saw that as, you know, that's where that would have been. Yeah. But we also the only oh, go ahead. Felicity in the beginning. As oh, a, that's right. Atlantean. They finally killed Felicity. <laughs> how many fans? How many fans? I, I, I nearly forgot about that because it happened right at the beginning. And I, I thought because I saw a little preview about it talking, you know, about oh, Felicity's going to have a costume. The Internet was going crazy over it. and They're saying, wow, she's going to be a vigilante. And she dies in the first five minutes. <laughs> they trolled the fans so they hard. They trolled with that. Yeah. everybody. <laughs> and, then, and then Rick Astley came out and saying, never going to give you up. So, <laughs> so yeah, fir- first impressions of uh, Felicity as a vigilante. Bo, go. Okay. Yes. I loved it. Um, you know, we got a return to hacker Felicity with kind of her, her black hair, which made me happy. Um, I liked the idea that in this doom controlled world that, uh, that she would be very much a, a heroic personality, especially in the wake of everyone dying. I feel like if in our reality, if everybody was to be wiped out, Felicity was one of the only heroes left. She would immediately start donning a costume and, uh, putting to practice some of the moves that Oliver has taught her, so to speak. And, uh, also Don, a, uh, I think a, a very fitting costume. And so, yeah, no, I, I, I dug it, man. Nice. Kyle. I, initial impressions. Uh, it was <clears throat> short, sweet. Um, I mean, a lot of, it did, it did silence. Well, not, I don't say s- silence a lot of haters. It, uh, a loud, a loud cheering happened with all the haters of Felicity. <laughs> I could hear well, it rumbling who, in the Nobody distance. hates yeah. Felicity. Come on now. They hate Alicity. Well, yeah. uh, there no there is some there are some people out there that do not like the character of Felicity of how and how it's like derailed Arrow. Well, see, which, I'm I'm with them. Which is one. part of Felicity, yes. Yeah. But we can't have Felicity without Felicity. Yeah, no, that's that's true. But you can have Felicity without Elicity. And I think that's that's the more, you know, that's the argument. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Well, Will, what do you think about uh, Elicity? Not really, but uh, <laughs> about Vigilante Felicity? Um, I think she's the worst vigilante of all time. She was alive. <laughs> she was there for like three seconds. She she jumps down. She rolls her ankle, but somehow still manages to fight for 35 seconds before basically two non-powered chicks just beat the living daylights out of her so, so I, she's the worst ever maybe she... out of her uh, yeah something like that <laughs> sorry that's <was> continue <laughs> but no she's you know i i just was like and yeah i kind of laughed because they made such a big deal out of her being on this it's like a special guest starring role and th- yeah they just whacked her in two minutes it was like a bad episode of the sopranos it was it was great i loved it it was better than cats <laughs> <laughs> like cats the musical or like cats the animal Yes. See, you guys have to see old SNL. There was a whole bit with I loved it. It was better than Cats. I'm going to go see it again and again. It was a hypnosis show, and they asked like a bunch of people, and they all said the same thing. Oh, okay. I see. Never mind. Yeah, it's, it's not well as funny, funny if I have to. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Uh, 
Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Uh, I thought that with her being in there and with the costume and the uh, hype on the internet, she was going to be the one maybe to rally the legends or deliver the news that everything is different. But uh, no, it turns out it was Mick. And uh, this was uh, towards the beginning of the episode. We have Nate come in all weird and erratic and with a terrible, terrible haircut. Uh, yeah, but it's it's also a play on uh, the first episode of season two where he barrels in through uh, Oliver's office talking about the catch. legends. That's true. That's very true. He makes the very same appearance in the first episode of this season as he barrel like Kyle said, he's barreled into uh, uh, Oliver Queen's memorial office. And this said this time it's Star Labs. And uh, Eobard quickly <sighs> gathers that there's something. I mean, of course, he knows he's a legend. And uh, Nate doesn't know that Eobard is, you know, a speedster supervillain. And so they send Captain Cole. Yeah, I mean, how do you not? Yeah. Crazy. Uh, of all things to put him, he he's getting he's got well, a mullet. That's just it. it it's yeah. subtle torture. They put him in a mullet. <laughs> I mean, if you yeah, it's the the whole you know on the flash talking about the fate worse than death thing. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. kind of what we got going on here with the mullet and being in prison. <laughs> in <this> terrible <laughs> timeline. <laughs> so uh, it, did it anybody out, catch the prison break joke? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody catch that? Yeah. So as Mick and Captain Cold are going to quote take care of Nate, we have an excellent Prison Break reference, which I they they've had those on the Flash, correct, Bo? I mean, they they've done. Oh yeah, I mean, like I think when uh, I don't know that we've ever had an episode where the two are together where there hasn't been some nod to Prison Break. Yeah, yeah, and so of course we had one here this time, uh, and it was brilliant. And as uh, the, the plug for Prison Break starts, I think in April. It starts doing... next week, Tuesday. Yeah, next week, mm. Tuesday. Okay, like the same <laughs> day the uh, finale Opposite. is. The is same. I think convenient. that's why they moved it. Yeah, yep. yes. that's why they moved it off nine o'clock. Is so that it wouldn't be on opposite. Or, or I think eight you guys watching an hour behind Central me. timers. Yeah, yeah, yes. for you weirdos. Um, but no, I think they moved it off of the eight o'clock time slot because it's when it's on Fox. So that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Mick ends up becoming a double double crosser or a triple agent because he betrays captain cold to save nate and then they have to go and figure out you know what's going on so uh mick takes them to the only other person that he knows of that's super smart uh and is not i guess under the thumb of eobard uh and that would be the local janitor for star city or or for star labs ray and (laughs) (laughs) ray plays a really good like stoner washout, uh, <laughs> kind of reminds me of uh, Keanu Reeves. Keanu. Yes, I, yes, I yeah. did get a Keanu Reeves vibe. Uh, that was it was very you know it was there it was definitely there. But uh, this uh, introduces our first uh, Mick Guffin, as I'm going to call them. This episode, ah, nice. Yeah, Mick actually, I think is the is the first Mick Guffin this episode, Mick himself, uh, just because, you know, he's going to, of course, betray his new teammates in favor of the old teammates that he betrayed. Well, honestly, I I felt that it was a little off for Captain Cold to be so cool with, you know, just robbing a bank with nothing, you know, stopping him. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you could argue that perhaps that's kind of the, you know, the, the arrangement that his alternate future self had with, with flash is kind of, you know, he gets to go around doing his thing as long as he doesn't kill people. And so maybe that's the understanding that's going on here. But one way or the other, it, I, I'm kind of with Mick. Like, the thrill is gone. If if it's just you just walk in and 
take you know take money out of the bank that especially if you own the bank you didn't rob anything you just made a withdrawal <laughs> like yeah, was, yeah. you're taking money from yourself and well, yeah, let's talk know, about that for oh sorry oh no go ahead go ahead Let, let's talk about that for a second i mean i get the impression this is a this is a post freeze gun pre deal with barry yeah like but, he's talking about yeah. you know a, a city with no flash and he kind of is acting like a complete – I mean, the D-bag he was early on in season one. I mean, so are, can we yeah. establish that this is kind of where he is in – I mean, and he did treat Mick like crap back then. Fair enough. Like, he didn't want to work with Mick back then, if I remember correctly. Like, he brought him in, like, begrudgingly because he needed somebody he knew wouldn't betray him. And that's when he gave him the heat gun. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, when I said alternate future self, you're right. I was off right. on that. So this that would have been exactly who who he is and where he was. Yeah, because you know he he treats him like a jerk, even though he's had all these uh, you know experiences and whatnot. But the the weird thing about it, like you said, Bo, it's just it's just the 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 thrill of the of the heist and the getaway. Because that's that's the thing. One one of the things Mick mentions is like, where's the getaway? Uh, you know, that's that's always part of it. He's like, I can arrange a getaway, and you know, it's that's that's just not that didn't seem like Captain Cold to me. But he seemed more excited about cracking the safe than the whole idea of the heist and he's always been like a planner and i don't know it, it was interesting so i'm wondering where they're going to go with that uh but it was a different a different take on that character definitely from what we've seen in legend season one so there is that uh are you are you summoning the power of the green lantern will i <laughs> i just noticed it was dusty <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about video. I just, Hi. I just glance over and I and I see the uh you rubbing down the lantern lamp with a with a towel that's fine. I like to rub my lantern occasionally. <laughs> Anywho, uh so so yeah, so so Snart, you know, he's he's different and so Mick has now betrayed both the legends and the legion, leaving him in a very interesting spot. But luckily our second Mick Guffin of the night brings the team back together in, 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 in a certain way. And that's uh, Ray has created a... The convenience Ray! <laughs> <laughs> Basically what it is. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there are a lot of MacGuffins in this show. No, this is exactly what it's like. What, what is it? I don't know. How, why is it here? I just made it. What does it do? I don't know. How convenient. <laughs> I think it does something <laughs> with your hypothalamus, and it, it caught, like like how does this guy even know how to utter these words? It's 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 amazing. Right. Also, the convenience ray has many various principles as well. Like for sometimes you shoot somebody in the head, they instantly know exactly what's going on. Other times you shoot them in the head, they have no idea what's going on. But remember that something did go on. Uh, yeah. There was an inconsistency there. Let's talk about that. So we we <laughs> have uh, well well not only Jax, there was uh, a moment with Sarah that was kind of interesting. Uh, so basically, we, we, we go to the, the Ray, uh, you know, he, we get the memory gun, everything's fine with Nate and with Ray. Uh, however, we have our two lovely ladies that are being horribly manipulated by uh, Damien Dark. Damien. Uh, yeah, I don't so, think they're being manipulated by him. I think they're, they're willingly working with him. Well, right, because he manipulated reality is, is where no, I was Okay, doing it that way, yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they would never work with him, you know. Right. Outside of a non-manipulated reality, so he yeah. used the spear of Rufy on them. <laughs> <laughs> the, the spear of Cosby, the forget me nows, <laughs> the forget me nows. Yes, <laughs> I thought that gun. Actually, I honestly thought that gun had one purpose, and it made people punch Mick. <laughs> that oh, was, I love that. That was, that was so good. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that that was a perfect gag. And see, that's what I'm talking about, Bo. That's why this show, I think, this this episode was another one of those prime examples where they embraced the camp. Uh, anytime there was something where you would see an event happen and you just go, that's dumb. Uh, why would he sit there and, for example, monologue? This is something that happens a little bit later oh, on. Oh, that episode, was but, beautiful. Yeah, but Damien Dark has this huge monologue where, you know, he's doing the whole villain monologue and they actually comment on it. Captain Cole's like, really a villain monologue, monologue right now? And of course, it screws everything up. And, uh, they, <laughs> the fact that was that they, great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. That's, that's why I like Legends and why I think this season has, has picked up dramatically is because they embrace this campy, ridiculousness <laughs> no it works but it, and I, I will say this like there was an interesting balance that i thought was struck this episode with uh the campy ridiculousness but also kind of the the dark narrative and dark themes of what was going on i don't know about you guys but um especially with the trophy room i kind of felt like there was some nods to old man logan uh with with that particular scene it felt well uh, uh, yeah yeah the comic specifically not yeah yeah not logan, the movie, the movie. Yeah, specifically yeah, yeah, yeah. old man logan which spoilers are supposed for that for that comic book but uh, at the very tail end once uh, wolverine makes his kind of cross country journey to the white house he finds that red skull is there and he has collected uh, trophies from all of the fallen heroes. And I know that's a trope that's used a lot in this kind of scenario, but something about it, I, th I think it may have even been just the flashes, like torn mask in particular that really just to me, just kind of evoked that scene of the red skull standing in front of all of these trophies at the time wearing the, uh, the, the captain America tattered mask. But I don't know yeah. that, that might just be me. What did you guys think? No, absolutely. I, I completely agree with you. Uh, it's, it's, it's the same kind of story, right? Like in, in, in Old Man Logan, the villains finally decide, hey, we always get beat up individually. Why don't we all of us team up and defeat the heroes? And so that's what they do. And, and essentially, that's what the Legion of uh, Doom has done this entire series is work together in order to defeat the legends. And um, instead of just destroying all the heroes, they manipulate reality to get rid of them. And so, yeah, I think I, even though this is a DC property, I feel like that might have been a nod to the Old Man Logan story. Maybe not. Well, but, you know, they, they like to reference, you know, even other stories within DC, even other stories outside of DC. So, I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I would not be surprised to find that that was intentional. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was pretty cool. What they had, uh, Barry, they had Ollie, uh, they had was... Spartan, Wild Dog, uh, Black Canary, and surely they had Vibe, right? I mean, they would have had those shades there. They didn't have Vibe. Did they not? Yeah, no. I did not see Vibe. Oh, maybe that means he's still alive. Maybe he's in. A, he's maybe. in. A, he's on Earth nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, do you want to talk about the science of all this yet, or do we, I guess we're actually <laughs> not well? Let's talk about the science of the Spirit Destiny. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no science. There's well, no. no. All right. So, what I mean is that I, I find all of this very fascinating, and and I, what I really enjoyed about this is this idea that. The villains have used the Spear of Destiny to essentially create a pocket universe um, that right. I would assume exists outside of time and kind of the multiverse, even like like even outside of the multiverse. That's the way I kind of interpreted what I was seeing and experiencing. But what did you guys think? Well, I kind of am hoping that in a way this creates the Earth 3 we've always wanted. Like in mm. this world, bad is good. Like they could go one step further. Like this, the soliloquy they had between Mick and and Heatwave is one they always have on Earth three with Ultraman and Johnny Quick and the others. He's like, "We've conquered everything. What now? Hmm. 
You know, like I'd love to see that. Like they leave this, they still go back in time and they save everything. But now there's this parallel Earth in the multiverse where evil wins and the crime syndicate exists. And I don't know. Interesting. I, you know, I, I, to me, I would, I would want to hold off on that just because I'd like to see that in in more of a truer form. Uh, now we know that obviously these these series, all three of them, take pretty pretty heavy creative licenses with the, the characters and the properties. Legends chief amongst them in, in terms of what they've done, but um, I don't know. I, I think we're seeing something altogether unique in this season, and I don't know that that's a bad thing. Yeah, you know they they created this universe outside, uh, you know, at the vanishing point, outside of time. So it's it's there's no telling what they could do with that. Uh, and I think it would be kind of cool to see a crime syndicate sort of thing uh, go on. But, you know, Bo, like you said, you'd rather see it done in a – basically what you're trying to say is you don't want to see it done on Legends. <laughs> right. That's what he said. No, 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 no. I Put actually – Flash wear plugs. No, no. I do think that that could actually work on the Legends. I think that you could do a – I think it'd be fun to have an Earth 3 Legends end up on Earth 3 somehow, which would kind of take them out of the, the time travel for a while. But like put them on Earth an Earth 3, or I guess an Earth probably 4, because Earth 3 right. is generic's Earth, um, where literally there are evil legends. I mean, we've seen evil legends before, but I would love to see that like basically the legends of Earth, you know, Earth 4 have gone around and redone their timeline to create their ver- like their perfect universe. And you know, Rip Hunter is kind of this you know evil emperor type of character. I think that'd be that'd be kind of fun. Interesting. So they they dethrone Vandal Savage and make their own evil empire. Yeah, essentially. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's exactly right. Have him essentially be the Vandal Savage of that Earth. That would be very much kind of Crime Syndicate e uh, if they wanted to go that route. Yes, but unfortunately, Rip is stuck making cakes <laughs> on the Wave Rider. <laughs> He's a paperweight. I loved that. That was so deliciously evil. I oh, loved it delicious. So this was a word. Gosh, okay, how many now, times? Did, yeah. Go ahead, Bell. How many times did they say delicious? Like uh, 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 Damien said it. Uh, Eobard said it. Did Malcolm say, Did Malcolm mention delicious on anything? Uh, no, because I think Malcolm's too like cool to say delicious. He's John Barrowman's like, no, I'm not saying the word delicious yeah. on a show. No, John Barrowman would say the word delicious. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's, he'd work for a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's a I cool guy. I met him once. Oh, yeah? yeah. Did you do a signing? I, oh, wait. I did, also along with Chad Rook. Nice. Oh, yes. wow. And uh, Katie Lutz was there, too, but I never got to see her. All you got to do is just bring, like, a meme to her, and she'll put it on. And Ross will be your best friend. Well, yeah. this, <laughs> this was. <laughs> Shout this out to my boy Ross. Making the yeah. Monday on Katie Lots's page. This was like after this was like after the first episode of Flash aired, and like right after Sarah died, Ooh. or right before Sarah died. So it was like in that period of oh, what's going to happen, sort of thing. So like where they where they where they are now, completely different people. So yeah, yeah, I got to meet them all beforehand. That's cool. Which is cool because I got to shake were- John Berman's hand. See, and I would literally, if I met John Barrowman, I'd be like, Legends what? Let's talk about Doctor Who. <laughs> Are you a Whovian? I'm a very much a Whovian, yes. Ah, yes. Many, I, there, many there's a, actually, you know, I just noticed it now that you mentioned that. There's paintings. There's of- a TARDIS behind me? Yes, yes. There's a, yeah, okay. I see now. <laughs> Is it exploding? Been there the whole time, man. It Every has. one of my shows. <laughs> and until you mentioned Doctor Who, it just slipped by my brain. I guess since I could only see one window. 
Right. Well, it's the exploding TARDIS from the Van Gogh episode, or Van Gogh. Van Gogh. I love that episode, by the way. This is, I know, so way off I. point, but uh, it, it, I've only <laughs> seen like three TV episodes talk. of Doctor Who. Yeah, this, welcome to Doctor Who TV talk. Oh, man. Y'all have put me in an alternate universe. You've trapped me here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's happened. You've gotten the Spear of where Destiny. Has, You've used it to create your own pocket legend. Doctor Who universe. You've trapped me in here, and you're about to destroy the Spear. No, Bell. And we gave you a mullet. Ah, <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. wait. Is the balding spot in the back of my head gone? Uh, it's oh, no. replaced with a mullet. I don't know if that's <laughs> better. <laughs> oh, and we took the broken flash helmet that was supposed to go to Bell and gave it to him. So, uh, so y'all know about that, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. All the right. cat's out of the bag. Well, you know what else is out of the bag? The body bag. Oh, cold. Oh, cold. Oh yeah, that's that. Oh. That was cold. Oh, there's many. There's so many deaths. we'll we'll, yes, we'll catch was... up on the plot here. So we end up we we free a bunch of the legends <laughs> except for Victor, uh, because even though they won't have their powers in this universe, there still has to be some sort of divide between Jax and uh, and Doctor Stein in every episode. Uh, however, however, will your theory that anytime they use the flame gun effect, there will be a firestorm was proven false? You're absolutely this right. Episode. So, yes, you've, um, you've, it's the first time though. This is this is the first time that that's happened. So I was assuming the second that Mick shot his gun when they were escaping the bank that we were going to see firestorm this episode, and it turns out that we did not because Victor Garber, who is also a vampire, I don't know if you're aware of this theory. <laughs> yes, Jesus, what? Jesus. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> what is it? Christ vampire? <laughs> yeah. 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 Victor Garber is a vampire. He, he he's never shown outside. Ever. <laughs> Wait, the actor or the character being yeah. played here? At, at first, we thought it was the character, uh-huh. but I'm pretty sure now that it's Victor Garber himself. He is a vampire. That's scary. Even last, uh, but the oh wait, no, he was outside during the musical episode at night. Ah, <laughs> that could have been see? a soundstage. Oh, yeah, that was probably a soundstage as well. But it was at night, and of course, vampires can't go out at night. They can't go out at night. Yeah, yeah, we've been operating under this because we've realized that they've never put Victor Garber outside. Yeah, there, there's there's a lot of intricacies about these shows that we've noticed uh, after scrutinizing it for so long. Well, but anyway, I'm looking. So- at it, I'm looking. Hang on, I just pulled him up on Google Images, and you guys are totally right. Like I'm scrolling <laughs> through. Them. Wait, wait, wait. No, oh, oh, oh. No, wait. That's Jennifer Garner. I don't know how yes, that that's alias. Oh no, he was outside on alias. He was even outside in the first season of uh, when he was on Arrow. Was he wearing like, a white he brimmed legend, hat? He doesn't go outside. <laughs> uh-huh. Maybe he was so, bitten so recently. He's standing in front yeah. of a window in this shot with this guy that looks like old man Logan, Canadian actor Victor Garber and his longtime partner Rainer and and Andreessen. Tied the knot. So this is with him and either his current or former husband. Right. And it looks like he's standing right in front of a window. Like the glare of the sun is directly on him. Yeah, but you can make that look like with a soundstage, dude. Right lighting on the window. Also, they, they, they could be, it? Well, it, it, they could have blocked the UV light with the special coating on the window. Right. Like Cyclops' lenses. Dude, exactly. don't be poking holes in our theory, Bo. <laughs> Yeah, this is Dead. ridiculous. Wait, now here's the here's the two of them walking outside. No, come on. All right, nope, nope, disproven. He could be wearing blade type sunblock. Yes, Hashtag. he's wearing SPF a million. What if he's a daywalker? Hang and on. again, we said too, he's Jesus Christ vampire. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he, he's, also, Christ. he's also Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> All right, I'm. I'm how we got there. 
I'm hashtagging Victor Garber is not a vampire and, and copying this picture. <laughs> I'm, 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 well, you, I'm, I'm going to reply to that and be like, wait, are you or are you not a vampire? And I'm going to send that to Victor Garber. You, you yeah. do what you got to do. Mr. Mr. Garber, we'd like to interview you on our show. That would be the, we wouldn't want to talk about Alias or Legends of Tomorrow. No, 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 no. Or Titanic. Our first question, sir. Or, or Titanic. Are you a vampire? <laughs> I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, the legends they go to go find get the spear uh, before because Eobard's whole plan is to destroy it because he wants to cement this reality because that's how you become you know super powerful. You, you you remove the reason or the way that your enemies can restore the timeline. And since you're a speedster and there are no other speedsters, you're pretty much a god. Uh, well, the only other though, he had, he had the Black Flash locked up. Right, yeah. right. What, what was up with that? Because, you know, Black Flash, his whole goal with this, more so than even to kind of rule the world, was about, like, stopping the Black Flash being after him. Like, was the idea that they're, like, tor- he's torturing them the same way that the legends are being tortured? Just, you know. It seems so. And, and this was something that I wanted to talk about. Uh, and so we'll, we'll go into this before we get into the uh, body bag situation there but um (laughs) there seems to be a deviation of character from eobard in this episode uh yeah he hates barry allen and he hates him so much he wants to destroy his life that's what we saw when we saw him on flash right now uh during legends we see him he is terrified of the black flash and so his obsession there is to uh, get rid of him and honestly i was thinking the easiest way to do that is just to make yourself exist again Right, like the easiest thing there to be like. Well, I know that he's dead, and he. Well, it, it seems to me like maybe he just imprisoned the Black Flash, and he's still a time aberration. Yeah. Okay. So I agree. It definitely seems that way, and that kind of confused me as well. But like I said, I think it's more of like, you know, oh, I, I exist now, but why? Why let the Black Flash just go about its business? I want to torture right. this thing, so I'm going to lock it up and, uh, you know, and and have it like almost like a fish in a tank. Um, and isn't the Black Flash supposed to be like it, it's supposed to be the the patron of death for speedsters and actually almost at times helped them get into the speed force? They've killed Flash. Maybe he's like, I don't want Flash in the speed force. I, I'm I'm you know I want him dead, dead. Uh, Which is another thing they didn't. He never wanted to kill Flash in season one. He couldn't because he needed the speed force. Why is it okay now to kill him unless he really re- created reality in some way? But well, you know, I thing. thought we had to keep Flash alive so he had a speed force. Well, it's the same thing. How uh, Damien Dark also got his magic back, but right th- at that, the version of Damien Dark that they got from the beginning didn't know that he had magic, so it's all future knowledge. Magic. Sorry. So yeah. I mean, that's the same thing. He could have he could keep his speed from something else, which could be right. which could be why he's keeping the Black Flash around. Well, here's the other thing, too, because I was thinking about the the Eobard that we got from season one and kind of how his motivations were all about him wanting to go back to the future. But in all fairness, that is an Eobard that's lived 15 years longer than this Eobard and was was stuck in the past. So now we actually have an Eobard who's accomplished his goals. He's killed the Flash. He now exists again, and he's ruling the world with future knowledge on top of that. And so this idea, you know, the the HG Eobard who is so focused on, oh, we can't change everything because, you know, I might wipe myself out from existence not a problem for this guy so now he gets to rule the world and do so in style right okay so then this is kind of like once reverse flash 
achieves all of his goals, the 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 path he might take. Right. Well, yeah. If uh, more of like, what if Eobard had achieved all of his goals? you know, in the future past, what would he have done? Like our assumption was, and I think it is, I think our assumption was and is correct in that he would have just run back to the future. However, the reason he would have done that more, more so than anything else is if he was stuck in the past, he might run the risk of wiping himself out from existence, which is exactly what happened. That's not a problem for this guy. And so, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's doing, He's doing pretty good. I mean, especially the fact that he gets to like set up headquarters in the Flash's own like you know layer. Start. Yeah, like that's that's the, the insult to injury is just beautiful with all with the way that these villains, especially Eobard, has done things. Yeah, and yeah, we and actually had. Might... Oh, go ahead, Will. Sorry. Well, I'm just thinking that might also be why he held him. I mean, everything he did in this episode had a sadistic turn to it. He had, uh, you know, uh, Jax ordering Stein around. He had the girls working for Dark. He had Ray cleaning up toilets. He might have just put the Black Flash in that room to hold him because he's like, this is a force of nature that wants to run around the world and the earth and do all this stuff. What better way to punish it than put it in a bottle? So, you know. yeah, no, that makes sense. Cause yeah. Cause he seems pretty twisted, right. In in his version of reality. And so, yeah, that, that's the ultimate thing to do to a speedster, right. Would be to put it in a bottle, e- even a dead speedster. Right. Yeah. Ooh, and what uh, if the, what if the black flash is Barry now? Like he turned into the black flash at one point in the comics. Oh, that'd be crazy. I, you know, fan what? fiction, I, fan fiction, but yeah. let's, let's just say that maybe it's Barry. And he's like, ah, screw you. <laughs> That would be pretty neat if Barry was actually the Black Flash of this reality. But the question that I have, though, is is Eobard then no longer a time remnant in this alternate reality? So he is, he has fixed himself or uh, is Eddie Thawne alive? No, I mean, I don't think Eddie Thawne. I think it's uh, it's the spear of destiny. They don't have to explain it. Right. And that's what right. I was going to say. It's, it's, it's most like reality. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's magic. I got to explain anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know this ebar's e- in this very powerful position because we see him get the uh you know a, a phone call from the president and it's kind of funny uh you know they they went totally with the it. Phone call. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was the best phone call i had the best phone call it was tremendous it was, it was tremendous, tremendous phone it call was huge it was huge <laughs> see maybe we're all living in a pocket universe that's the way that i interpreted <laughs> it <laughs> somebody sure as heck got the spear of destiny <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought, I, yeah, I thought it was hilarious that they, that they went that route. It's like, you know, of course he's president in this, you know, dark future reality. And then maybe, yeah, maybe somebody did get the Spear of Destiny. And all those memories that we have of, you know, the prior years are just those mental scars that we <laughs> that Nate was telling us about. So uh, there's an imperative on us now to find the Spear of Destiny and reverse all of this. Well, what do you do when the Spear of Destiny has been destroyed, Bell? Uh, well... As we've seen, we got to time travel. Now, this brings another question. If they're going to time travel to fix reality, why didn't Eobard rewrite reality in a way that would prevent them from doing so? Um, he probably doesn't have that ability because that doesn't make sense. I think it's we're playing with different rules. I, how, how would you? All right, let me ask you this. How do you fix the rea- this reality with time travel? I guess go back to the moment that yeah. he was about to destroy the staff and get it then. Because I would assume that this timeline, like the, the timeline is attached to this reality. Like they can't go outside of this reality in terms of time. 
So, See, I thought the same thing. Even though they did it at, fl- at Vanishing Point, like, wouldn't 1916 still be in this quote-unquote reality? It's uh, the chalkboard thing from Back to the Future too. It's like, yeah. we can't go back to three weeks ago because it'll be after we made the change. We got to find out where the change was made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're not, in that but case, that's time not- travel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, 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 more, they're more or less creating alternate timelines instead of alternate realities. No, but this right. is an alternate reality. I, this is not an alternate timeline. Right, because they, they do remove powers from people. And, and if you're messing with time, you wouldn't necessarily be able to do that unless you messed with events in time. Yeah. Right. Also, remember, speedsters uh, exist outside of time, especially the Black Flash, right? So if, if, the, if the end game for Eobard was like putting him, like rewriting a reality in which he himself is no longer you know, a time remnant, then that would mean that it would have to exist outside the reality that he created would have to exist outside of the actual timeline. And so thus that is what he, he he did. Ah, okay. Okay. Interesting. So, uh, we're, we're getting down now to the meat of the episode of what really happens here. And we have a confrontation with Jax and Stein in the lab. Uh, Stein flips out and destroys the, uh, Ray's memory gun. Jax, why, did, why did Jax even? No, it's the uh, it's the convenience ray. Jax, convenience. why why did you stop what you were doing to try to explain to him what's going on? All you have to do is just shoot him in the head, and he's going to know instantly. Because that's Jax. Right. Like I, I think that's something that he would have done. I uh, know, no, I know. Ah, stupid Jax. I know. It's yeah. It, that 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 was a thing. Like that didn't. When he smashed the gun, I was kind of like, uh, they had to come up with a reason to do that. But I I think he would have actually tried to talk to him because they have this mental connection. They have this kind of stuff. And maybe, you know, he wouldn't want to like jump to shooting him in the head. Um, but yeah, you know, of course there has to be a split between these two characters, as we've stated earlier, uh, because firestorm graphics are expensive. Uh, <laughs> so with the alarm being triggered, uh, Eobard shows up. Also, we have Mick, Captain Cold, Damien and Malcolm show up as well. So this is an enemy of my enemy is my friend scenario where the legends are going to fight Eobard. And since the legends are fighting Eobard, a speedster, th- th- honestly, the, the, Eobard's got, he's, he's the best power set, most powerful. It's going to be very difficult to defeat him unless there is a distraction posed by the legends to, to help him, uh, help them with that. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, that's where they're deciding to go with this. We have a, we have a, a, a you know, a fight between everybody. And ultimately, uh, so so this was interesting too. It, it seems like Captain Cold, the freeze gun, uh, makes a, a, an appearance here again to defeat a, a defeat a speedster in this case, Eobard, yeah. but only temporarily. Uh, he, he didn't like freeze him to the floor or anything like that. Do anything neat. That's what I would have done. I know, right? Like freeze him, <laughs> you know, make it so that he can't move. But uh, that's not what was going on here. And ultimately, Eobard gets the spear after some fighting, and he throws it into this. Crazy reactor with a really neat graphic, I thought, by the way. It looked kind of like an actual, uh, if you guys have seen the inside of like a Tomac uh, uh, fusion reactor. Maybe? Anyone? Sure. I thought it kind of looked like sliders. Sliders! <laughs> <laughs> like the show. I thought they were going to jump in and Jerry McConnell was going to come out and be like, oh, we're on the wrong Earth. <laughs> <laughs> this Earth is evil with speedsters and stuff. Uh, and better graphics right. sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Unless you're Jacks flying around in the ship in the dark as Deathstorm, which was pretty neat. Uh, but yeah, so the spear is destroyed. Which okay, now now here here's another question that I had. Uh, remember back to season one, Captain wow. Cold. Oh yeah. You see, sorry, season one of the Flash. This is season one of the Flash. Okay, right. 
Captain Cold gives Mick the flamethrower gun. Now, one of the things that I kind of remember them talking about is Captain Cold's gun is able to freeze stuff to absolute zero. Correct. Right. But Mick's heat gun is able to fr- uh, to, to 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 get hot enough. Wasn't it absolute hot? Like, didn't they? Didn't yeah. they go so far as to say yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. So they said so, absolute hot, right? So so when Mick burned the spear last week, it should have destroyed the spear. It should have destroyed the ship. Absolute yeah. hot <laughs> is so hot that like the nucleus of atoms can't even stand. Everyone around him would have been dead, like burned. Yeah. Well, all right. So what if Ray's been kind of tweaking it though? I mean, they want to make sure he's not as lethal as it used to be. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna have another another Mick Guffin here in the fact that Ray has this time raise the convenience ray. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that kind of that kind of made me mad because I was under the impression that uh, Mick's gun shot at absolute hot, which is the absolute hottest temperature possible, where pretty much all matter breaks down into energy. And uh, first off, they shot that on the ship, which would have destroyed it. Second off, they shot the spear with it, and if the absolute hot can't destroy the spear, how does a reactor that's ten times the surface of the sun, which is only like Got 80,000 degrees or something like that? Something like that. Well, there's levels, I think. I think a Cold's gun doesn't always shoot at absolute zero. I mean, he can freeze somebody without killing them. He can Kel- put a layer of ice over them. Can he? It seems like it, but I mean, I don't yeah. see him tinkering with the gun before he shoots it. Is this like a... Well, she it was off camera. She was doing the incantation when he was doing it. That's true. That's true. And this brings us you to know. another point we were going to talk about earlier, the uh, whole body bag incident. Uh, Captain Cold, in addition to freezing a speedster, also, mm. right before she is about to complete the incantation that would restore the timeline back to the you know great, excellent, super friends you know, <laughs> timeline so reality, she <laughs> <laughs> gets frozen in her tracks, quite literally. Let it go. Let it go. Sorry, <laughs> with, that was cold-blooded, cold-blooded. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Total cold-blooded because she gets shot with the freeze ray, gets frozen solid, and then Captain Cold makes a with pun. His, with his witty pun. <laughs> yes, with his witty pun, smashes her into a million pieces. And you're as cold as ice. <laughs> willing to sacrifice your incantation. <laughs> Maybe no. I actually sang with him once. Good boy. <laughs> and it's all for nothing when it's all said and done. Like that's yeah, the- yeah. yes, yeah. And, and, and so let, let's you know let's get to the real. Okay, yes, it's sad. Amaya is dead, quote unquote. Uh, but for real, is anyone here and anyone out there listening to this? Hi, mom. Uh, really convinced <laughs> that Amaya is going to be dead by the end of next episode? No. Well, how many episodes has she signed on for? Because we can answer that one real quick. Just a special. Her and Nate are both just special guests. Okay, I mean, we can talk about this in speculation, but I've got an idea. Next episode, then it could go either way. I mean, you know, obviously this universe is not going to be like, you know, like I said, I I love this idea of a pocket universe, and I love the idea of exploring that. Um, You know. But I mean, ultimately, one way or the other, they got to go back to that moment in time in order to get the get the staff before it's destroyed. So, you know, I think um, I think it's. But they're not just going back in time to get the staff before it's destroyed. They're going back in time to get the staff before they used it. They're going back to nineteen sixteen. No, 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 no. They can't do that. Thank you. 
I'm well, totally in agreement. Well, but okay, okay. Welcome but, to Legends. No, no, no. <laughs> See, all right, look, I was coming on here ready to be all positive. They can't do that. If they do that, then they've lost all of the good vibes that I've gotten from these last couple of episodes. But He's losing his good vibrations. They can't, they, they, do. Can't, they can't, wait, they can't do that. Well, okay. They do mention <laughs> that they could create a time rift if they do that. Okay, hang, yeah. on, hang, on, hang on. They they specifically said they're not supposed to go back and and right. uh, damage events that they that they've operated in. They acknowledge no, that. Rip hasn't been there. Rip wasn't there. Rip goes back in time, gets the staff. He Rip, remakes. Rip everything. can go back. No, no one can go Rip back. Was there? No, no one he can wasn't. Back. He was he was yes, off he was. Star Labs in a, as a paperweight. He wasn't actually like in the room where it no, happened. No, this happened. But he was in 1916. In the- 16. They're going back to 1916. Yeah, they're going wait, to 1916. No, time out. They were guys. all there. They have been... Wait, hang on, hang on. Let me think about this. They're, they they surely... Hang on. Okay, Mick... <laughs> I am serious. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> so they they cannot... So the, the argument is they cannot exist in the same timeline... Or the same point in time at the exact same time as their their, their previous selves? Correct. So they can't revisit that's BS. an era they visited. Mick was right. hunting himself down in season one. But as Kronos... No, no, no. That, that shouldn't make any difference. No, 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 no. Mick, the same Mick person. Missing. Mick, no, no, Mick didn't hunt himself down. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Very first he did. episode. Yeah, he did. I Remember, thought he looked like a Power Rangers bad guy. He looked like one of the big bad Beetleborgs. I thought he and got then, captured. And then, and then, no, and then Cold and Mick uh, fired their weapons at Kronos. Oh, that's right. Yeah, see? See? They don't, they don't have no rules on Legends. Yeah. Well, okay. Look. So we we pretty much covered the meat of the episode. The uh, the, the, the spear <laughs> let's gets... get into the potatoes because let me tell yeah. you, yeah. <laughs> the spear gets destroyed. Uh, we find out that in maybe a nod to the the shrunken city of Candor that, that Superman has, right? Oh, good catch. Yeah. Maybe maybe a nod to that. We have uh uh Rip has been trapped on the Wave Rider, which has been shrank and used as paperweight and Star Labs, and so the the team makes a decision to go back in time, and so I think. It's time for us to do some speculation. It's time for speculation. Embo. So yeah, you know, uh, we we have a special guest here today, Bo from uh, Flash TV Talk and a myriad of other beautiful things like the Satchel Podcast Player. Let's say Brogue Media. Brogue Media. Bo from, from Brogue Media. Yeah. Sure. So uh, you know, since you're well, a little actor, we're going to give you the uh, the first little bit of speculation here. So uh, really, you seem That's to have nice. an issue with the uh with the legends being able to go back in time in the pocket universe that they've created. Uh so I want you to expand on that. Now tell me tell me what you think is wrong with that idea. Because they created a pocket universe that exists outside of the timeline from which they originated, which means if they're going to travel through time, they can only travel through time in in the range of time that this universe has existed. So like all right, so it's like a bubble Okay, like you've okay. Cre- you've created a bubble, and you you've put yourself in the bubble. Well, you can't go to the, the the air before it entered into the bubble. You can only go to the air that's inside the bubble. Much like the expansion of our universe, you can't go. Oh, oh so don't don't give me that. Don't give me that. Look, you you. <laughs> 
<laughs> you have me on your podcast. You should know what this is about. Okay, <laughs> okay so so but you're making the argument then that it's a pocket universe, and so since it's a pocket universe, it has to be a pocket universe. It makes no other sense if it's not a pocket universe. Well, then it so- actually does make sense. It's a it's the same universe. They recreated reality. It's not a pocket universe. It's right, the so, only reality so, that existed. So we're we're to. But ex- when did the- you're, you're telling but at me. what point in time? So you're telling me, according to previous episodes, Kyle, this is not. This is supposed to operate out of time. It changes everything, which is why you can make wholesale reality changes without a time race chasing you and all that. You've changed the rules of reality, right? So Bo is absolutely right. You can't go back to 1916 and be outside of this reality. Exactly. Okay. Yes. There's yes. no way to do it. So, but but so here's my question then. Did the Legion of Doom, or I guess specifically Eobard, when he made this reality, did he change 1916? I mean, so so they he still got the spear in 1916. They still did the ceremony shortly thereafter in the Vanishing Point. The legends could still go back in time to 1916 and prevent them from getting the spear, even though reality. Oh wait, was hang on. They did it in the Vanishing Point. Yeah, yeah they did so it it's vanishing placed point. outside okay. of time. Yeah, so that that does kind of change things. If it's if it's at the vanishing point, then theoretically speaking, they could go there because that's like a connective point, right? So I would imagine okay. the vanishing point yeah, right. for this pocket universe would also share kind of that same or- origination point. Okay, all right. So I'll give them that's a mulligan. I'll give I'll give them that. If they go back to the vanishing point, then it's the singularity mulligan all over again. I'll give it to them. Yeah, yeah, and, and they're going to come up, field? you know. Yeah, they're they're going to have issues though because they said specifically they're going back to 1916. Well, they can't, can they, Bell? They can't do that. <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way, yep. right, Will? And I'm right here. No, shut up, Will. <laughs> 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 Delete your account. No. <laughs> How did I already get fired? We're going to fix this paid. right now. How do we mute Will? There, there will be no Will. Therefore, there will be no way. No, no. I mean, look, they can. That's that's what we know is going to happen. They're going to go back to 1916. We're going to have two sets of legends in 1916. Is somebody's cousin writing this show? Uh, I mean, mean, how dare you? Hang on. No, 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 no. no, no. no. How dare you accuse Ray Tarnishit of not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Of tarnishing. You might say. This this piece of shit. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me be clear. Let me be clear because I have loved these last couple of episodes. I know I've been kind of uh, poking some fun at you, Bell, over on Flash TV Talk and and everything. Just I, it's all because you're a bully. It's no, no, it's not. That's not. It's not the case. I'm too. I'm too short to be one. Um, but but no, no. I we we've been having some fun with with Bell being a diehard Legends apologist and myself kind of giving him a hard time for that. Uh, we did we did the same thing with uh, Agents of Shield, but but here, this last couple of episodes, this entire concept of the season, I have loved. I've actually been all one hundred percent for it. It's just the devil is in the details, and when they don't right. have consistent details, you lose me every single time. I need the world to have some kind of structure around it, and you know I know it's all fiction and just have fun, and I do, but I can't enjoy it when they lie to me. And treat me like, you know, like if, if they, I feel like that's almost talking down to the audience when you don't Agreed. establish some sort of framework for these things. And that's been my problem with Legends holistically. And honestly, that's been my problem sometimes on The Flash. Like, cause, you know, season two, especially uh, at the end where they kind of switch some things up on us, 
I felt was very much kind of like a, oh, we've written ourselves into a corner. We have to kind of figure out a way around this. And now we kind of have this massive retcon that doesn't necessarily fit the theme of the season. Um, and so, you know, and those, those things happen. And sometimes the, that's just the way it is. But I feel like overall, there does need to be a general sense of this is the world, quote unquote, world in which the story lives. And as long as we all understand that world and what kind of the, the framework of that world is, we can have fantastic elements in it. We can have a lot of fun. But if we start breaking those rules and breaking the world, then suddenly this is not a immersive experience anymore. It's just kind of like, a, well, what is this? Are you just – are you talking at me? Is this – am I not supposed to be immersed anymore? What, what? Why am I wasting my time? Yeah. When it gets to the point where it feels like, you know, there's a – you ever had a kid tell you a story and they're just making it up as they go? And right. it, yeah, it's so, sometimes I can agree with you and sometimes it feels like that. I, and I hope that they do this in a way where they write around that conundrum that they put themselves in because – and I think being in the vanishing point is is going to be – the linchpin of that, I I hope, is totally. the fact that they created it outside of time, out in in a, in a very central you know location to the universe or whatever. Uh, that will help them get around the issue that they've made because you're right, they they do have a problem here. Like if they rewrote reality, they wrote all of reality, not just from the point at which they started the incantation forward. The entirety of reality is different, um, and so if, if that's the case. In this reality, there might not be a 1916 where they got the spear. They just, I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, so, but then here's my thinking too. I mean, this could very much be like, in a way, I mean, I think the writers get ahead of themselves. I mean, you know, I mean, my defense to Bo when he was starting to slam legends, I was going to be like, excuse me, one word, flashpoint. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> well, there yeah, were a whole well, lot of well, holes well, to well, drive hang through. On, hang there. on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> When you okay. say Flashpoint, do you mean the the series on the television show? No, no. I mean there were holes to drive that you could drive like a fleet of trucks through with Flashpoint. The one episode they did this year, uh, you know, uh, like how is it that? Ah, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. First of all, you've got an Eobard Thawne who supposedly is not supposed to exist. So it's Wait, before why? he how? kills. Hang on. Whoa, whoa, hang on. Whoa, whoa, that's that's a reach right there. How you, how are you saying that? Why are you saying that? Because he was taken out of time. So which Eobard Thawne went to murder Barry's mother okay, no, no, so no. that he could be stopped? Eobard – no, no, no. That Eobard Thawne can – like the – so the source of which that Eobard Thawne comes from is the future, a future in which Eddie right. Thawne is still alive. Now, you're right. The timeline has changed, but it hasn't changed enough so that he's been erased from time. Now, you're right. But he has been erased from time because he was erased at the end of season one. No, no, because Flashpoint, Flashpoint changed everything that happened in season <laughs> one. Right. I'm just saying that there were, there were plenty of holes to drive trucks through. I've, I've only uh, heard you mention one, and I don't think that okay. there's any All right. no trucks on. fit through Hold that on, hole. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Both of the defensive. The hole number two would be Barry losing his power, and the fact is Barry should have had his power – for, if he could have waited seven or eight more years, he would have got his powers back. He could have kept Thon locked up indefinitely. Correct. Um, he was supposed to lose his powers in twenty. Is he was supposed to lose his powers in twenty twenty five? He was supposed to gain his powers. gain his powers. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So well, okay. So if that if that's the thing, if if here's my here's my problem with that. Right. Barry's supposed to get his powers in the future. Uh, in 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 that timeline, you know, that original timeline. How does Wally get his powers? 
Exactly. That was going to be my next point. Oh, sorry. And then how in the hell did they all remember? Hang on. How does that – I mean, all right, look. That's just something – you're right. They didn't tell us, but that doesn't mean that it's necessarily like – you know, there's nothing broken. Wait, are we talking about how did Wally get his powers in Flashpoint? Yes. Right. Let alone here. We're not going – They said it. Did they 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 said it? It was – yes. It was – he got struck by lightning in his car – with an experimental... Oh, that's right! Yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. That's oh my right. gosh, you're absolutely right. Because oh, you brought it up yes. because of because it was a failed flash pilot. Yeah, good catch. Yes, that's exactly that's correct. right. I remember yeah. the failed... Yeah, he was going to have a speedster Oh my car. gosh, you're right. <laughs> boom! In any event. Boom! <laughs> what is it you say, Bell? Booyashaka! Booyashaka! <laughs> <laughs> Yek Dude, it you just... can't come after Flashpoint, bro. We roll deep! <laughs> It's even though it doesn't exist anymore, yeah. saw, well, Even though it doesn't exist anymore, but it keeps throwing villains at us because no, for, no. You know, Flashpoint didn't science. throw villains at us. Alchemy did. Now, if you want to talk about the MacGuffin box, that's a whole other thing. I'm with you on that one. There's a ton of plot holes <laughs> there. But, but in terms of the way they told Flashpoint, I see no right. problems at all. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. All right. yeah, okay. You win. You win. You get this one. What is that? Hold on. You're absolutely right, Bell. Bo, continue. Jeez. Right. So that's going to do I it for Legends. It. Oh, okay. So- <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my that had a good run. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Well, but we, we know they're going back to 1916. So I guess the question is, uh, since we do have this conundrum here and we have an issue of, uh, you know, they're kind of writing themselves into a box. How do we think they're going to solve that? Uh, didn't seem to give us really any hint from the preview that I saw, but, uh, yeah, there's going to be two sets of legends in 1916. So are we going to have, you know, I think this is, this is probably the most important question of the night. And, uh, this is really something that's going to reverberate through TV history for centuries, perhaps. Uh, the one question that I must know the answer to is if a legend from the Legion of Doom verse touches a legend from the 1916 original timeline. Do they turn into pink goo and go away a la Time Cop? I well, don't think because so. they touch themselves. Yeah. Oh, I was going to give that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Only if. <laughs> I, I do think, though, so this is how. to see you when you touch yourself. That's Whoa, you sound super cool right now. You sound like a. Uh, wow, yeah, you're kind of echoey. You sound like weird. reverse flash. Yeah, your oh, voice yes. sounded. Yes, yes, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> how did you. Do God, that? kill us all. Oh, yes. Is this still going on? Are you playing with jobs? Yeah. Excellent. You, you have, have to understand, gentlemen. To me, your podcast has been dead for centuries. Oh, it just dropped out right before you finished the quote. No! Terrible, terrible. <laughs> oh, there okay. back. It, it wasn't, wasn't me. It wasn't. wasn't wait, I'm back. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. it was me. I am reverse. Now you're back. I, I'm. I'm <laughs> regular. Mode. You want to know what it is, guys? Take a look. I'm muting and unmuting him. No. Oh. If I unmute, and if I unmute him, back? it gives us two of him. All, All right, right. So, so if, if it's, it's me right, right now, it's, it's also me. The future, future reverse me. And now yeah. It's <laughs> That's so I all right, so this is just me. This is just Bo. Now Bo. Oh sorry, I have to push a button. No, I am reverse Bo. <laughs> this is something that we God, need to play it's with. It's like even more Bo. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes. Some men just want to wash. Put, the somebody throw water on him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, no. No more water. No more water. I'm good. All right. So, <laughs> well, well, Kyle. Water. So, so what do you think? I mean, do you, do you think they're gonna they're gonna address this whole issue of them being in the uh, uh, the vanishing point when they create the spear? So that's why they can time travel. I mean, what do you think they're gonna address it? Or are they just gonna like glaze over it and just pull you know your classic no one's going to care except for nerds on podcasts uh, routine? <laughs> The second option, because honestly, they don't have enough time to explain it. They just need to, <laughs> right. they don't, they need to get, uh, going and set up season three, like now, and also have Katie Cass or Katie Cassidy somehow show up in 1916. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to show though, up. There. Even though that's not confirmed, that's, that's where she'll be. I'm just thinking because they're, they have to go back to 1916. So I don't know. Yeah. Right. But I, I yeah, mean, they're going to glaze over it. Oh. And I think, Bell, this, I think we're all going to, I think both me and Kyle are going to be right in a way. In that, this is how, with them going back and having two, two Nates, this is how Nate is Mari's grandfather, but still lets Nate go back to the future. So I think they're going to kill, they're going to kill at least one of every legend in this, in 1916. Because remember, they said this is the deadliest battle. And what's going to happen is there'll be two Nates. One Nate will go with Mari, or Mari, Amara, to 1942, Amaya, Amaya to grow up, to, to father that so that they can be together. The powerless That's man. how they're going to get those two off the show. And then the other Nate's going to go back to the future and live in the future like he's supposed to. So do you think the, mm-hmm. the, the depowered Nate is going to go with Amaya to 1942? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Uh, and so since, yeah, yeah, that's right. Because there's, no there's no more future Amaya because she's already dead. Right. That makes perfect sense. Huh. But what about the other ones, though? We got some other legends we got to take care of. Literally. I think they're going to kill the depowered legends. All the depowered legends will have Adam, Ray. I think they're going to end up killing them all during the war at some point. They're just going to die one, and then, you know, they stop the spear. Okay. Okay. Huh. At least that's my thinking. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. You know, they, that that's kind of an issue that they have to address is what do we do with two sets of legends? Well, kill one set, obviously. <laughs> Like you do, uh, right. Kyle. I mean, what do you, what do you think, man? Any any, any thoughts on how they're gonna, you know, uh, address that issue? Any final uh, speculation here on this episode? I think they're gonna go. I think the uh, the ones from the Legion verse is they're just gonna go back to where they left off. They're gonna go back in the Wave Rider and then go back to what hopefully is now their their better reality timeline in instead of killing them all. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Here's, Here's the, the thing. thing. If the Spear of Destiny just changes... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not to interrupt. I'm just... I'm well, I'm worried that I, this will mute him, guys. That's why I'm, I'm going to keep him unmuted because I'm I worried that this will mute him. Oh, okay. Like, okay. on the oh. recording. Yeah. So. Wait, so my reverse bow? Yeah, your yes. reverse bow. Again. All right. So um, uh, forgive the interruption by reverse bow. Uh, but what I'm wondering is if if the Spear of Destiny just, or not just, but creates an, an alternate reality, a pocket universe, essentially, then does that mean it can't actually be used to bring back Eobard slash Cold? Or maybe there's, like, levels of its ability. Because when it's all said and done, I really want Eobard and Cold back. I think we all do. I know that that's the thing that gets me about this episode is it really threw me for a loop because that's it, it can't have rules. It's rewriting reality. And 
that reality is reality. I mean, like if, if, if I want to rewrite reality, I can just make it so that, uh, you know, up is down and black is white and cats are dogs. And, you know, there, there's, there's no limit to that. And so it wouldn't make any sense for me to there, for there to be a limit. And it just seems like, uh, they're, they, cause I, I want them to bring Colt back as well. And so I just don't know what, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how they, how they handle that. I just don't know really. Well, it, if the, if the Legion of Doom, or at least Eobard is like, I'll bring Cold to stop Mech. Cause Eobard can travel without a time machine. Can he? he or does he need the time bubble? No, oh, Eobard, needed- Eobard, uh, w- was able to get to the past. We have no we have no right. reason to believe that Eobard needed the time bubble to get to the future past in the in the pilot, and so I would imagine. So what that, could happen is, yeah, this could be a way to bring Snart back and have him still be evil. And you know, I think I don't see how they ever trust Mick again. So this would be how they get Mick off the ship. They're gonna be like, look, you know, you still went against us. You saved us. Thank you, but you know, we're gonna drop you back off in 2017 with this version of Leonard Snart. You I don't know. think he joined that version of Leonard Snart though. Yeah, I think that Probably. I think that Mick has kind of evolved too much as a character. He's a legend now. Like I, I don't see them. I, I I don't see him going back to his villainous ways at this stage in the game. Yeah, I don't. I'd I don't like think to, so. I'd like to think not. Yeah, but I think they're going to take his his second, uh, you know, redemption moment uh, as kind of like the best. And I think we're going to have a "I'm sorry that we doubted you" situation. Yeah. Because uh, that's the linchpin. It's if Sarah can say, I'm sorry that we doubted you, uh, that we didn't trust you, uh, then that's that's pretty much, I think, all uh, Mick's going to need to really solidify his change. Because I think you're right, Bo. I think he's progressed too much as a character to to go back to that without there being just a huge you know, WTF in my brain about mm-hmm. why he would do that, uh, especially considering how he complains about how the Legends treat him to Captain Cold and Captain Cold treats in the exact same way, if not worse, as just you know right. lap dog and all this kind of stuff. So I, I presume that it, what we're going to see, if anything, is it's going to be uh, you know Mick's going to stay on the Legends and hopefully Captain Cold stays evil and goes back to Flash. Uh, and I don't know, he and Tinkerer get the Rogues together, and uh, we have a cool season four of the Flash. Yeah, it, and it is. I mean, you know, I think if I'm not mistaken, Mick is the only Heat Wave we've ever gotten from the comics. But at the same time, like Heat Wave, many of the rogues, you know, have had various characters who have gone by the the you know kind of iconic alias. The television show could also create a new Heat Wave um, for the Flash series. That could be, I don't know, a relative of Mick or even somebody completely different that that Cold would recruit to kind of replace his buddy. Um, and that's know. that's not something that's uncommon, like you said in the comics. Yeah, that's yeah. like they're the, the rogues pass mantles onto new heat waves to new. Uh, I don't know if they've done it for Captain Cold, but you know, yeah, various no. other people have have been. Um, you know, there are multiple iterations of a lot of these rogues. So yeah, I could see them going that route uh, if they need to give the the heat wave, you know, dichotomy to Captain Cold to kind of you know solidify that. That that could be pretty, you know, and, and it's not too far fetched for them to do something like that since it yeah. is in the comics. Or they could take the second Mick, erase his memory, and put him back with Cold before they even left the, for the Legends. Hmm. Yeah, we are going to have two Micks, right? So, Right. And they said, why didn't we erase his memory? Okay. So we erase his memory and put him back with Mick. 
or with with Leonard and be like, oh, you never went with us. And you still have a Mick on Legends who's good and has this arc and another Mick who's, you know, running around going, you know, I want to burn things, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But, you know, speaking of Mick, I think it's come down to uh, the, the favorite part of the show for everyone, including us. <laughs> and it's not the ending, Bo. It's 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 all right it's time for mix quote of the week the best part of the week my life is sad I have a feeling next season we're going to make a MacGuffin of the week, too. So. Oh, yeah. Got to have a MacGuffin of the week. Uh, you know, th- this this was more of like a, a heavier episode as far as, as a yes. lot of things are concerned. Uh, there, there Whoa. Weren't... Heavy. <laughs> what? Is there something Whoa. wrong with the gravity in the future, Marty? No. Um, <laughs> so so there, there weren't a lot, but I think, you know, the, the one line that does stand out uh, would, would, would definitely be uh, the only one that was op- you know, uh, available here for the quote of the week. So I'm Kyle, go ahead, uh, lay it on us. What is this week's Mick quote of the week? If someone else hits me, I'm hitting back. Thank you, Mick. <laughs> I did like that. I love that bit. Every time yeah. somebody got some boom, they yeah. immediately that hit me. I that's why that's why I was kind of sad when uh, uh, when, he, when uh, Jesus Christ vampire Victor <laughs> Victor Garber yeah. uh, knocked the gun and broke it because I wanted to see Stein hit Mick. I wanted to see that so bad, <laughs> but we didn't get it unfortunately. But who knows? There's one more episode oh, wait. of the season. I've got another one. Oh yeah, you better Ooh. not have done any experiments on him. Oh, I know. His name is Axel. <laughs> <laughs> experiments on him oh yeah that's right his rat the one that ray gave him <laughs> when he gave him for christmas yeah, yeah yeah so that you know what honestly holy crap i just realized something there they they, they there's they a turtle and a rat yes and, 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 guess which, <laughs> and guess which show has paid more attention to these like you know, <gasps> Z-list characters, Legends has. Yeah. That's they what reference- I'm saying, man. The turtle is going to be a regular character, a reoccurring character on season three of Legends of, <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow. I'm, I'm calling it now. Or the turtle of Savitar. Turtle Tar. Oh, my gosh. This could lead to Captain Carrot and the Zoo Crew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. Yes. throwing rat and a little speedster turtle. I could see it. <laughs> a slowster. <laughs> yes. I think they have a turtle. Yeah, it's, it's Russell Clausen. For yeah. uh, for those for those of you who are listening who who have never listened to Flash TV Talk, we apologize for the inside jokes. Yes, you should listen to Flash TV Talk, specifically the episode where we talk about turtles. Yes, yes, which is almost every turtles. single solitary one. Yeah, <laughs> recently, honestly, uh, that, that's been kind of all we talk about is is turtles and how it's turtles all the way down. <laughs> Turtle power. Yes. Oh, that just sucked. Heroes in a half shell. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> unfortunately, it looks like we're out of time. But we do have an iTunes review, though. Oh, we do, we do. What? Oh, yes, we do it now. Okay, cool. Yes, oh, yes. What? So we're not out of time. We're not out of time. Editors, yes. cut that out. Uh, all right. So <laughs> well, that, that was that was mixed quote of the week. Uh, and and now for the first time ever, we have an iTunes review. Kyle, why don't you read us our iTunes review? Uh, it is from Doctor Steve T. He says, "Average above." Average podcast, five stars. <laughs> 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 
Does that I got ahead of myself. I got ahead of myself. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> These three legends of podcasting talk about the show and all manner of th- other things. Mixed quote of the week is a highlight. I also appreciate the '80s references that Will throws that Will throws out because I too have one foot in the grave. Keep up the hashtag professionalism. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. Steve T. Can I have a raise like 200%? 200% of zero is still zero, Will. I know. It's done. It is yours. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I'll give you a 10,000% raise. How about that? Okay, I like that. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Cool. Good. 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 Uh, well, uh, and, and with that, I think now it looks like we're out of time. But. If you want to keep in touch with us while we travel the time stream, here is how. You can follow me on Twitter at RingThatBell. Uh, you can follow me at KyleKrause89. Or you can follow me at... W- Let's try this again. Follow me at WR Benson or look for the Week in Geek with Will and Tim podcast on Satchel, iTunes, or Google Play. And you can follow me at the Real Bo York on Twitter. I spell my name B-E-A-U, so the Real Bo York on Twitter. Uh, also, feel free to email us at LegendsTVTalk at gmail.com and we also created a facebook page so you can like us there at facebook.com slash legends tv talk that's also where we go live when we go live so check us out there and if you like this show check out some of the other tv talk shows supergirl tv talk starkville labs and flash tv talk with bell and bow that's us hey <laughs> and while you're at it <laughs> while you're at it check us out on itunes and give us a review and we'll read them on the air and don't forget you can download all of the tv talk podcasts on the satchel podcast player and we and we are also now on the google play store in the podcast section uh and also special thanks to charlie bach for making our bumps and our outro music you can check out his other stuff at well so he made the music for the bumps and will made the bumps but yes anyway you can check out his other stuff at soundcloud.com slash charlie bach Oh, we also like to thank uh, Bo York for uh, coming on uh, today's episode as a guest host. It's uh, always a pleasure to have him on. Oh, Indeed. man. Yeah, it's an honor to be here. Thank you all so much. I know I give Legends uh, a tough time, but it is all in, in love and appreciation, and you guys do an amazing job with this podcast. He's like the godfather of our podcast. The podfather, yes. You'll yes. come to me on this, the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> Actually, Pod Corleone. Do this on the day I of my daughter's Four-year-old recital. That's me. Yeah, a recital. She, she had a recital today. I came right from it. You ask me anything on this, the day of my daughter's recital, I'm going to tell you no, because I'm tired and I want to go to sleep. Leon, I know you're a busy man. I just want to say thank you. But Bo, thank you. Yes. yes, thank you very much for coming on the show. We do appreciate it. Really? It's always fun to uh, to hear a pseudo-convert to Legends. Uh, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't go there. No, I, I, there is a clip in this episode. I'm going to, I'm going to cut it out and I'm going to put it into every Flash TV talk show, uh, because you said I like Flash. Or, I like Legends of uh, Legends of Tomorrow. You, you, you oh, yeah, I'm going we'll to cut it so that it sounds like you're just saying say, that. It'll be like but, I like Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> we have it right there. Done. done. <laughs> oh, it worked. It worked. Well done. Whatever, whatever, whatever. They just played wasn't real. They just took words and they cut it together. Listen, Wait a second. Listen to Was this just a mixed moment? Listen yes. to Fossus. <laughs> was it me? Oh, man. It's fake news. news. It's, it's all fake news. Days. It's all fake podcasting. <laughs> it's fake podcast. Fake podcast. <laughs> fake podcast. Oh. <laughs> but yes, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad, uh, uh, glad you came on. I uh, had a lot of fun tonight, and uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah, 
Thanks, man. Yes. And as always, you stay classy, you idiots. Thank you, Mick. Hello, gentle listener. It is I, your illustrious host, Will Benson. And I sound a little funny because I'm actually at work and I'm editing down the episode. And I realized after listening to it that our incredibly professional and amazing guest host, Bo York, jacked me up against the wall for daring to suggest that Flash does not follow its own rules, much like Legends. Well, I'm not a bitter man, but I do have the power of the edit. So what you're about to hear is the illustrious, the professional, Flash TV talk, panel to screen, Brogue Media host and guru, Mr. Bo York, try to do a Legends TV talk intro, and I think you'll enjoy it. Here it is. Love you, Bo. And again, thanks for hanging out with us this week. All right. You want to do it cool. with the music? Cool. Yeah, we can do it with the music. I think All you right. got it. All right. All right. Ready? Uh, start the music here, and we'll go to town. Three, two, seven. I don't know where my cue is. <laughs> no, you start right at the beginning. Start right at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Have you not seen Legends of Tomorrow? They just yeah. start talking. Come on. Unless Mick's doing it, I tone it out. I mean, come on. But it was Eobard. It was I know, Eobard I know. I didn't know. You're come right. On. You're right. But Eobard had to kind of okay, rush so through. He did. I, I, oh, here's how it works. I start the music, mm-hmm. and then you, you start go. talking. That's okay. live. All right. All right. All right. All right. I got this. I got this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, goodness. It, this must be what it's like to work with, you know. About a uh, year ago, I had a genius. No, wait. Hold on. I haven't started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. All right. Ready? All right. Three. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Three, two. What are you now? You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. <laughs> All right, after the first about a year ago. Yeah. How about this? How about this? After the first doodle doodle do. Okay, that, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, thank you, thank you. Yes, that's... <laughs> actually, here's a valid question. Can you hear the music? Yeah, I can hear the music. I got it. Okay. Got it. Oh, that's okay. a good question okay. to ask. Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle but uh, you know, Bo, this would have been sure. your moment to be like, "Oh, I don't hear music." No, no, no. it's good. It's good. I got it. All right, are we it. ready? No. All what's right. my motivation? Um, you uh, just want, at this point, you just want to get through it. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Yes, I do. Let's do this. All right. Three. Oh, wait. I hit mute. Three, two. <laughs> three, two, one. About a year ago, I had a genius idea of making a podcast devoted to DC's Legends of Tomorrow. And I invited all of my friends. For a while, it was great. Then they all disappeared, much like Bell's hero. So I tasked him with making a new show with professional hosts. After many rejections from the likes of Chris Software, Adam Corona, and David Hasselhoff, he picked the only two guys who would work for free. Now, they podcast weekly. They're not qualified. They're not professional. But what they are is... Straight out of the timeline and right into your ears. I'm Bell. I'm Kyle. I'm Will. And I'm Bo. And this is Legends TV Talk. Seriously, who writes this stuff? They sound like a chucklehead. <laughs> Nailed it! <laughs> and and that, that, that one actually worked. Like, the, the music ran right to the end. <laughs> it's almost like Bo knows what he's doing. This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Not wow. my first rodeo, guys. Not my first rodeo. Yeah. <laughs>